Got the timer set on the pizza. Should be ready. This tastes a lot like the cider that I made. Cool. Which didn't taste very good. Boozy apple water. Yeah. I mean, I'll drink it. It's perfectly fine. I'll still drink that garbage. It's like a collaboration. Ooh, a collab. Yeah. A collab to make the apple water. Yeah. <laughs> This is probably closer to what cider has traditionally tasted like for thousands of years. Yeah. Okie doke. Welcome to our October episode of the Life is Sweet podcast. Uh, I don't know about that one. I don't know. Is life not sweet? It is sweet. (laughs) I'm referring more to the way that you said it. Is what I don't know about. Uh, Yeah, I I don't like it either. (laughs) I shouldn't have done that. Welcome to all our listeners, which is uh, several of my uh, relatives. And uh, friends. And friends. Hello, Nathan. <laughs> uh, a couple people in uh, around Winnipeg, uh, whoever you are in Columbus and Frankfurt that's listening, <laughs> the Ireland person. listening to this, but you are. Be kind to your listeners, Dan. I I imagine they are being kind to us by listening. Yeah, I'm just telling you to be kind. I don't know them. How can I be kind to them or not? There's numbers on the SoundCloud's Insights page. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't think this is a good <laughs> We can edit. Mm. <laughs> Anywho, welcome to our October episode of the Life is Sweet podcast. Hi. That's Hello. Jill. <laughs> this is me, John. And October is a good month. It's one of my favorites. It has, uh, and it has two holidays in it. Um, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, the weather changes. The days get shorter. We don't have that pesky uh, daylight savings time switchover thing in October anymore. It's moved to November. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about that for another few weeks. It's getting very dark in the mornings when I'm driving to work. Um, 
Uh, we're at the point where the sun is just starting to rise when I'm getting to work. Uh, I think by next week uh, will be full dark. And I think I think it's the weekend after this upcoming weekend that it changes. It is. And that's so that it's like it's brighter in the morning, right? What would you rather have brighter in the morning or more daylight after work? More daylight, obviously, that is the that's the right answer. Like after work? Yeah, more daylight after yeah. work. I was thinking. I don't about care that. about driving in the dark. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. I was. Like, I mean, yeah. it is depressing to drive in the dark. But I'm. I think once like it really gets rolling, I don't care that it's. Yeah, I don't care that the sun is rising while I'm getting to work. Um, but if I stay at work too late in the winter, I completely miss like sunlight altogether. Especially if I'm teaching in the basement. Um, I go in when it's dark and then I emerge from the school when it's dark. Um, that so. is the depressing part. Yeah. Or I guess I see a bit of the sun in the morning, but I'm like on my way to work and I don't care as much. And then I emerge from the building at like four thirty, and it's full dark. Yeah. The depressing part is to go to work in the dark and then, uh, come home in the dark. So you yeah. spent your entire daylight time of being alive at work. Or in the dark. Those I do the have a window in my classroom this year, but I do a lot of my teaching in the basement this year. Also, I'm migrating to other classrooms. So there will be definitely days where I am mostly in a basement and then it was dark when I came into the building and it will be dark when I leave. So That will happen eventually. Yeah. Like that's what December and January or four. Yeah. Those really dark times. Mm -hmm. But uh, the good thing about living in a place like Winnipeg, you're at such a high latitude. You get you you get to swing from the full extremes of just manic midnight sun hours of the summertime where the sun never goes down to just the depressing darkness, dark night of the soul. Uh, doldrums staring into the abyss of uh, January and February. I don't mind the darkness like in the evenings as long as I can get like a little bit of the light during the day. Uh, if I can catch yeah, a bit you of that, little, just a little bit of then light, then it's fine. Yeah, but anyway, October much. has been um, the weather has been pretty spectacular. Uh, at times, worryingly warm, but. We had some really nice fall days. We went for a couple of really good, good classic fall walks. Oh, man. Just the leaves, the smells, just the right temperature. You could, like, smell people's, like, fireplaces. Uh, just the light was soft. Um, so just some, some real primo autumn times this month. Can't really complain. No, com exactly. Yeah. Can't complain at all. Like full body fall mm -hmm. experience. Yeah. If you, I'm sure if you, uh, if you've seen our Instagrams, you would have seen some of that. Yeah. Good, good fall action. Should we give the people our Instagrams? No, it's fine. Nah, they shouldn't find us. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, my personal is closed, but I do have an open teacher Instagram and an opening open gardening Instagram. So if you find me on either of those, that's fine. 
Um, I don't even put anything spicy on my personal one whatsoever. It's also just cats and knitting like everything else. But it's just my little space that's that's closed off. Um, Your own little public space on social media. Yeah. That's private. Um, kind of got um, gardening done in the last few days. Kind of Gardening finished. Up. Yeah. I, farm life finished. Farm life finished. Um, Outside finished. Yeah, we took took down the garden. Did it in in stages. Um, things were still growing like up till the last moment. There's actually, I think, some. They do. Life wants to hang on. I think some calendulas are still out there. Um, It'll take a bit, but, to kill them. Uh, I planted all of the garlic uh, this week, and finished planting tulips and daffodils and bulbs and stuff. Uh, to try some in containers. I've never grown them in containers. You did a whole lot more of dyeing, too. Yeah, I did some natural dyeing. Um, I used the marigolds, coreopsis, and cosmos that I've dried over the last summer or two, and then some goldenrod that I harvested from a campground we stayed at. There was sort of an abandoned bit of the campground, and we were in a part of Ontario that was super abundant with goldenrod, so it didn't take feel too bad taking a little bit. Um, and just took a few heads, and they gave a lot of color. Um, I always sort of thought that natural dyeing was really messy, and that you needed a lot of space for it. And I think if you're doing it on a bigger scale, maybe you do. But really, I did it on the stove. I had my one big steel pot. I had some of the glass pots. Uh, you need, you know, pots that won't stain or react. Um, but it was sort of just like boiling a big pot of tea, and then sticking things in it. Oh, oh, that's the our pizza. For the pizza. You can keep talking about that if you want to. Absolutely. Um, I have the nice smell of pizza as I'm talking about this. But um, yeah, I just did a little bit of experimenting uh, on my own with some cloth cotton that I mordented uh, this summer. And I was very pleasantly surprised, actually. I was... Thinking maybe I didn't have enough flowers, um, but honestly, I probably could have kept dyeing more and more fabric than I actually did. Um, I got a lot of color from just a few flowers. The only thing I had a lot of were the marigolds. The sounds in the background are um, pizza preparation sounds. Um, and uh, I got some really beautiful colors. I got lots of yellows and oranges. Um, I used iron water to shift some of the yellows to green. Some dark, nice, really dark greens. Um, so I dyed some bandanas. And then I also dyed pieces of cotton that I can use for little projects. So just kind of like little squares and rectangles. I could make little bags out of them. I could quilt with them. Um, just do kind of little things just to practice um, my skills. It was really, it was, it was very satisfying because the strong colors that were fairly clear mean that I cleaned the fabric and mordanted, mordanted, I'm very bad at saying that, um, properly uh, so that the color took fairly evenly across the cloth. So that was, it was really fun and the house just sort of smelled like herbal tea um, all morning it was uh, nice, something nice to do when it's cooler out, um, because it warmed up the house, and 
yeah, I, I'm looking forward to growing a lot more dye flowers next year and plants. I want to try a lot of different things. Um, you know, try some things that I did this year, but more of them. Um, practice extracting Japanese indigo a little bit more. Um, yeah. So I'm really like, I'm already thinking about next year's garden. I mostly, I planted, oh boy, here's the cat. Come here. I planted um, lots and lots of garlic because uh, the garlic was really successful this year and I'm kind of hoping that the garlic will help with the cutworm issue um, that I've had the last few years and kind of repelling some of the beasties. But um, yeah, that's gardening and dying. That's kind of what's been going on the last week or two. Uh, John's been training the cat. <laughs> if that's even the thing that's possible, I don't know if it's he's... not really. But uh, I I, building I his think relationship I've been some with the cat. <laughs> success with the cat. I've been building a therapeutic relationship with the cat. <laughs> uh, me and the cat are developing the whatever the uh, the therapeutic rapport uh, that goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, for both of us, so um, he is uh, yowling less. Yeah. And I am less upset when I have to play with him. <laughs> <laughs> so we are both becoming better people. We are mutually supporting each other mm -hmm. to be better creatures in the yeah. universe. Absolutely. It's good. He's a good little guy. I yeah, like he him. Is. He likes to play a lot. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's very also, much like a little kid. Yeah, he's seven months old, so he's still got lots of growing to do. The little Vladster. Oh, now he's making some Now noise. he's really making some noise. Because we're talking, and he, so he wants to talk too. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're trying not to talk when he starts yowling. Uh, don't want to like... Uh, you're not supposed to reinforce that, yeah, we're trying not apparently, to chat, to chat back to at him. Because he can get to be a pretty noisy little guy. Mm -hmm. He likes to chat. Yeah. He likes to talk. He is very communicative and very direct. Mm -hmm. He, for like a seven-month-old, he has a huge vocabulary. Yeah. Me, I need to go check the pizza again. <laughs> um, yeah, so October, spooky season. Um, I, I guess earlier this fall, I felt like I would get more into the Halloween vibes and I haven't totally gotten in, um, just sort of been doing other things, so hoping to do a little bit more decorating in the next day or two, kind of running out of time. Um, but I do have to carve the gigantic pumpkin. Yes, you do. We also have to talk about, there's one more holiday in, thanks, in Thanksgiving, no, in October, oh. that comes before Halloween. Oh, I see. Yeah. Why not? It happens. Canadian I Thanksgiving is in the happened, yeah. in the middle of October, and mm -hmm. that's something that we did. Well, we can gloss over it. <laughs> Thanksgiving is a non non problematic, non whatever. Uh, it's every, a harvest thing. It's a here. harvest. It's not a pilgrim thing. thing. We don't care about Columbus at yeah. all. The, I think the what? Americans call it Columbus Day, and our Thanksgiving lands on that day. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I guess there could be a hubbub about Columbus, but who who cares? No one cares. Uh, we just do like fall stuff. 
Um, and we went to your parents for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, we just went out to Saskatchewan, had some Moose with my in Saskatchewan. Yeah, so just had, yeah, just a nice little visit. Um, I took my mom some bulbs for the spring, and she gave me an absolutely enormous pumpkin. A gigantic pumpkin. It's very big. It's the biggest pumpkin I've ever seen in real I'm life. I'm a little intimidated to carve it um, for Halloween. I will, because it will impress the neighborhood children quite a bit. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, it big. It's big. It's too heavy to carry. Yeah. For one person. Yeah. But I carried it. <laughs> um, I'm hoping there is a very impressive amount of seeds in it. Um, I think there would be. I think there will be. It's the type, it's so big. You could hollow out that pumpkin, carve arm and leg holes and wear it as a, as a suit. <laughs> It would be like a barrel. Not Stra- quite, strap some, but my mom, was, my mom was able to sit on it. My mom is, is a Your small mom person. Your mom could sit in it. She's four foot ten, and she was able to sit comfortably on it as as a uh, a stool in the garden. So it's very, yeah, so it's, it's very big. It kind of lays on its side because that's how it grew. Um, so I'm going to have to carve it creatively. I don't know how much I'll put into. I'm kind of envisioning, like, opening it up and seeing that the rind is, like, four inches deep and then being like, okay, I'm just putting like a classic triangle face in this because this is too hard. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, You're going to need to go in that thing with the sawzall. Yeah. That's Saturday's like mission is carving that gigantic pumpkin. Um, yeah. So we, I mean, except for last year because of the pandemic, we, Usually put out, like, some sort of decoration. At the very least, we put out a pumpkin so that the kids know that we're handing out candy. And we live a block away from an elementary school, so we usually get quite a few kids coming around. I feel like the most I've ever had is about 60 kids. Um, So we get a fair few. And I usually end up turning off the lights, like, kind of early. Like, I don't know, usually 8.30 um ish i'll i'll just shut off the lights and like shut her down um for handing out candy what's your favorite uh halloween tradition is there anything that you did as a kid that you specifically enjoy or still do or something that you uh, a, li- a little ritual that uh that you like um you I like mean, you like halloween quite a bit yeah i do like halloween quite a bit and i i feel like it always makes me a little sad that I October tends to be a pretty busy month for teaching, so I tend to be a little bit lower energy and I don't quite get my mojo up for Halloween enough. Um, but uh, I always like to watch Hocus Pocus at least once. Um, Hocus that, Pocus by Focus. No, Hocus Pocus. Um, oh, I like to listen to Hocus the Pocus by 90s Focus. The classic movie. Um, the classic prog rock song by the Dutch band Focus. Oh my God. Um, yeah, anyways, classic Disney movie, Halloween movie, um, I've watched it, my family watched it every Halloween, um, together, if we, we watched a few other ones too, like Halloween Town or whatever, but we always made sure we watched Hocus Pocus, so I do still like to watch Hocus Pocus at least once, um, some of my grade fives were telling me that they love that movie, so. Really? uh, It transcended the mm -hmm. generation? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure their parents are like my age. So that checks out. I keep forgetting that people our age have kids. Yeah, especially 10 year olds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that. um, It's a popular age for 
for people our age. Yeah. Popular age of kid. Yes. Yeah. So um, probably watch that. I like to listen to um, kind of newer rituals. I always like to listen to Rocky Erickson's The Evil One at least a couple of times, particularly while carving the pumpkin. It is, I think, the traditional pumpkin carving album, or it has become. It's very wholesome. It's very good. Very um, wholesome. One of the kids was listening to I Walked With a Zombie on their phone. Really? This week? Yeah, one of the grade fives. Like you didn't put them up no, to it or anything no, like no, that? No, no, no. No, because I How did they find it? I took their phone away because they were using it when they weren't supposed to, so it was on my desk, and it suddenly started playing I Walked With a Zombie, and I thought my phone has had gone off, and I was trying to find the source of the sound, and then one of the kids was like, oh, that's my phone. And I was like, what? So um, I didn't ask her where she heard about it but it was probably on like i imagine it's probably on like spotify playlists or things like that um that's probably where it's made its way onto or she has cool parents i don't know that probably could be it. that could be it yeah what's your favorite song off the evil one mm, that's really tough um man they're all good i really like sputnik i always like uh if you have ghosts oh yeah if you have ghosts oh man they're all good. That's. I didn't have the bloody hammer. Yeah. Uh, the wind. Oh, the wind. The wind. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to pick a favorite there. They're all good. They're um, all good. You can't beat two-headed dog, though. Yeah. That's the champ. I mean, we always did Halloween when I was a kid. Um, my mom would make us costumes, um, especially when we were younger. We always had homemade costumes. Um memorably one year my brother was a ghost um but it was like super snowy and slushy and mucky and he kept tripping over his sheet and my mom had kept having to like cut more and more of it off and by the time we were like done trick-or-treating his ghost came up like halfway up his body because <laughs> it had been cut off yeah it was only covering <laughs> about half of him um and uh one year she got really ambitious and made me like a full cat like suit um so i was able to dress as like a kitty it had like a little hood with ears on it um and i i wore it for a number of years until i could no longer fit inside the costume not at halloween just for fun oh yeah that's how you know you have a good costume like yeah. you should have like kids should have like multiple costumes. They probably they you do yeah. as a kid. I assume kids have like dress up yeah, boxes absolutely. and stuff. Yeah, so or at we least had we that. did anyway. And I mean, that's a big uh, you know shout out to my mom at the time, a single mother with two young children. I don't know where she found the time to sew this elaborate cat costume. Um, so that that was uh, I was. A beloved costume of mine as a kid. Um, I was My mom sew sewed a costume for me once, too. Yeah, what was it? It was of uh, King David from the Bible. Of course it was. That checks out. It was before he was for Halloween? the king. No, yeah, this was for Halloween. Oh, boy. So John for... and I, I think, would have had very different experiences of what we dressed up as or how we celebrated Halloween. Um we did, yeah. This will become, <laughs> become a theme f for the rest of the episode, I'm sure. 
if you haven't caught on by now, like me and Jill had very different upbringings uh, in general, <laughs> and Halloween would be uh, one of them. My mom was a witch almost every year. Um, <laughs> my mom just had a standard witch costume. She still has it. That's her like go-to. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that was what my my mom and my stepdad met at a Halloween social. And that's their anniversary because they're not married. Um, that's interesting. They're just Thanksgiving is our anniversary. Yeah. Um, Your parents is Halloween. Halloween. Completely different yes. style of holiday. So I, my mom, like we had just you know moved to Mooseman, didn't know a ton of people, and she went to this like social at one of the the. Local, dressed as a witch? Dressed as a is witch. Is that why she keeps wearing it? Is it I the same witch no, costume? No, I think she just, it's just what she has. And if, like, she can't think of something, you know, or she has to go, that's just her default. It's kind of like me in my, like, banana costume that I have. It's just, like, it's in my it's in my closet. I am a banana. I know, but now it worked really well when I kept going to different schools every year because I could just be a banana every year. But now I've been at the school three years, so I have to be... Oh, uh, you got to do something else. Yeah, you got to be something else. Fin- I have to put my costume together, like, What are you going to be this year? Um, the whole staff is... Uh, decided that we would all dress as Harry Potter characters. Um, and so I, um, my friend is being Professor Sprout, who is like the professor at Hogwarts who looks after the plants. And so I figured I would be one of her plants. So (laughs) I'm dressing as a plant. Weird. Like a bunch of, a bunch of elementary school teachers dressing up as Harry Potter characters we for Halloween. We <laughs> are middle school teachers, actually. Both. So, well, whatever. in fact, the kids will think we are lame for doing this. They're going to really... Not just the kids. <laughs> the children are going to enjoy the cringe factor of us all doing this. Um, so, basically, all I... I like it. Yeah. All I have to do... I have the clothing. Like, I have a it's green... very, very millennial I'm wearing my green hat right now. I have a green dress. I have green leggings. Um, all I'm going to do is I need to get a fake plant from Dollarama and attach it to the top of my hat so that I have a little sprout off the top of my head. And then... Dollarama Dr. Sprout. And then I'm just going to build... Professor Sprout. Um, a little... I've got to figure out something. I'm just going to build a little, like, plant pot that I'm going to wear around my waist. Um, I don't know what this character looks like at all. When you're describing, this sounds like something crazy. It just sounds like some some creature. Oh, wait, you're just her... You're not the teacher. No, I'm not the teacher. You're the plant. plant. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm her plant. I should have been listening. I'm the plant. You're well, the plant. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. Because I was thinking before that's, all this. That's good. Yeah, a plant before, is a good costume. Before the idea was hatched, I was thinking I would be a mushroom. Because the kids yeah. know that I like mushrooms. And then. Don't we all? Um, I. Everyone was talking about Halloween and somebody hatched this plan. And I figured, well, how do I avoid being a real character? And. Uh, my friend was like, well, I'm going to be Professor Sprout. And I was like, I will be a plant. Uh, okay. So I came up with that plan. Um, but I, I kind of, yeah, I'm not going too hard with it. I think tomorrow I'm just going to go to the art room and make myself a little plant pot 
um, with some co some construction paper um, that I'm just gonna wear around my middle. <laughs> um, the kids are gonna mock me for not like trying harder because like I should be a mandrake plant, which means I should look like an angry, veiny baby. But I'm not doing that. I'm just dressing in green and putting a plant on my head and making myself a little um, fake flower pot thing. <laughs> so all the kids are going to be like, what are you supposed to be all day? Um, but I do teach... Um, I do teach the grade, well, I actually don't teach the kids the grade fives that I normally teach, so I'm going to have to, like, go down and show them my costume, um, because they will want to see it, but... Is there any sort of, like, uh, school-wide event planned? Like, no. where all the teachers have to, like, get together with their costumes, and there's no, like, carnival or, like... No, well, it, because we are, because we are, or... a, um, because we have the grade fives and sixes, and they are not eligible for vaccination, um, they have more, like, they're still split into cohorts and aren't supposed to mix, so we can't really do whole school events. Um, there will be, like, a costume contest. I think, like, somebody's gonna come around and look at kids' costumes. But, yeah, there's no whole school. It, it kind of sucks because we are this kind of... The seven-eighths are eligible to be vaccinated. It's They're kind of two different worlds, um, which is really too bad for the five-sixes. But that's just how it is for right now, so... That does suck. I forgot that the pandemic was still, like, a thing in school. Yeah, yeah. So the kids are still, you know, they're they're still vulnerable, so we still have to um, do things to keep them to a little more isolated. Um, so do what we can, but... Are we doing better in Manitoba with COVID right now, or are we just, like, caring less about it? Um, I think we're doing better. There was higher numbers today, but... Um, Sounds like Saskatchewan's really in the yeah. It's not great. It's not great in the muck there. But um, yeah, so kids will do costumes. Um, I think there'll still be there'll be trick or treaters this year. I'm gonna get some candy on Friday, and I think there'll be a lot of trick or treaters. I think honestly, so. and we're um, so yeah. Speaking of of things that John and I did differently growing up, doing um, for Halloween, uh, we are actually going to a. Uh, viewing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show in our neighborhood at the Park Theater, Halloween night. Um, did you watch that as a kid? I did, yeah. That's my mom. Loves the Rocky Horror Picture Show. My mom... I didn't become aware of it till I was a grown-up. No, well... I understood why I wasn't exposed to it yes, as a child. Yes, there are reasons. Um, but my mom and dad, <clears throat> when they were in university, they would go to showings. They had friends who would dress up. Um, they would do all the things, like you throw things at the stage, and it's a, uh, you know, a real good time. So I grew up... Have you ever been to a show? No, I haven't. I haven't. My mom just would tell me about it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I grew up watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, I didn't watch a lot of, as many horror movies during Halloween, because simply due to my being a scaredy cat, um, and having nightmares as a kid. So you had night terrors. Yeah, I had night terrors. And so my mom is not like, w it would not really censor me in any way as a kid, but to avoid the night terrors, she Smart. would, uh, 
you know, she wouldn't necessarily forbid me from watching scary movies, but she didn't encourage it. <laughs> yeah, scary movies weren't really, weren't a thing for for me as a kid. And to be clear about, like, the King David costume, <laughs> that wasn't, like, an every year thing. That was connected specifically to one to one year um, and one event that we had to go to go to like a Christian. Okay. Well go back to the costume. It wasn't <laughs> King David as King. It was the King David as the uh, Goliath killer guy. Right. So I, my mom sewed me like a uh, tunic right. skirt thing. Oh yeah. And uh, made me uh, a slingshot and like a little satchel. Cool. And sandals and stuff like that. And so it was actually a good costume, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely one that I remember, and I think there's pictures of me wearing it. But it was specifically for that year, I remember we specifically went, instead of trick-or-treating, we did go trick-or-treating in in other years. Mm. And I think my parents did a actually a good job for uh, evangelicals for not going too like off the deep end anti-Halloween. Yeah. Um, one year for some reason, I guess, I guess the church that we were going to is putting on like a alternative Halloween event for the, uh, Christian kids or for the kids, uh, to have some like wholesome Halloween fun Mm. instead of, uh, going, you know, trick or treating around the neighborhood like pagans. Right. Uh, we could all, we all could go to the church and they had like games set up like I remember dunking for apples specifically. Oh yeah. I guess other I guess that's a Halloween Oh, type we would game. do that in elementary school like we would have the uh, swamp water where everyone brought a different type of pop. Yeah. Put it into like a big like bowl and then you'd scoop out of it. Um and then we'd have like bobbing for apples or all sorts of Halloween activities in elementary school. Yeah, so we had like uh, we had like Christian Halloween, right? Like church Halloween. Yeah, that one year, and I think that was the only time that uh, we did that. Right. The rest of the time, um, my dad would actually have. I remember he had specifically like a, a rubber old man mask <laughs> that as kids we thought was great. Yeah. <laughs> it probably scared the, uh, it scared us. Yeah. Scared the uh, wholesome podcast. It it was scary for young children. Yeah. But for going out trick-or-treating, I remember we'd ask him to put the mask on to come with <laughs> us trick-or-treating as his costume. And he'd always be hesitant to put the creepy old man mask on yeah. to go trick-or-treating with the kids. And we couldn't understand why. Obviously, now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> the, creepy old, the creepy old man uh, skulking around the neighborhood on Halloween going trick-or-treating or whatever. Yeah. But uh, he, did go with, he did go with us most of the time. Unless we were in, like, a big uh, gaggle. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like, as uh, we became... Uh, teenagers we uh, me we were my friends and i were of the like persuasion that like there was no age limit right on trick-or-treating yeah. so we were like the teenage uh what's the wholesome for like jerk for for like or jerk or whatever 
We're like jerk is fine. I don't know. We're like the teenagers who are going trick or treating, and they're way we were way too old. Yeah. Like we had our driver's licenses, and we were <laughs> yeah, driving out long. to other towns, or like t- coming from Neverville and driving into like a uh, tuxedo, to, like <laughs> here in Winnipeg, trying to get like the good candy, like yeah. the full size chocolate bars, and just like nice. sometimes like we had like younger friends, and we'd bring them along. We'd bring them along and think that like we're doing something nice <laughs> um, for like the youth group kids or whatever, but. Yeah. Uh, no, like we wanted piles of candy yeah. as well. And we didn't know a lot about like how to act like appropriately. Right. Uh, age appropriately or anything like that. I think the last time I tried, I was maybe 13 or 14. And one of my neighbors was like, mm, you're maybe getting a little old. Um, but I always tried as long as I could be to get one specific house, um, which was the ultimate prize for me, trick or treating. Um, two blocks down from where my parents live, there was a lady. Um, she was the retired Anglican minister, a kindly um, English lady, and she made homemade caramel popcorn balls. And she only made so many. Sounds pretty good. So if you didn't get there, you wouldn't get them. So that was, I was like at that lady's house at like 6 p.m. before it was even remotely dark to get my caramel popcorn ball. Did you have any houses in town that were like, uh, don't go to this house. They'll give you uh, uh, a razor blade in, in an apple. No, or... we didn't actually have that. That wasn't, that wasn't a thing. Like, um, I don't know if it was just a small enough town, uh, but that was like, when you heard people telling those stories, it was always like in another town, this happened. Like it oh, was another never, town. Okay. yeah, it was never like in our town. I don't remember anyways, but, um, no, it was just more of like, yeah, like we didn't have tuxedo, but it was like, if you went on this street where like some of the bigger houses were like, you knew where in town you could get like, you know, a can of pop or a full-size candy bar oh, yeah. uh, if you went there. So once we were, um, you know, well, there was always the ages where, like, one parent would bite the bullet and volunteer to drive, like, a gaggle of us around, and we have our pillowcases um, that we go around with. Um, and then we, when we were a little bit older, we would just walk you know, by ourselves, um, and just walk around like the neighborhood and pick like somebody's house as like a base, uh, to, to like drop things off and then, you know, grab another pillowcase or whatever it is you needed to do. Um, and then, then we got too old, uh, to do it. Nobody had any, nobody, none of my friends had like younger siblings that we could like take around to be like, we're taking our little brother or sister trick or treating. A shame. Um, yeah. So, I mean, my family, though, it was like the, you know, the spooky, um, witchy, whatever factor was like, that was, that was important. That was, that was a big it part. It was important it. to be spooky? Yeah, absolutely. Before you talk about being spooky, I want to say, I think the last time that I remember uh, trick-or-treating, I was probably something like 19 or 20. Oh, no, that's far too old. I oh, know. no. But I'm saying this publicly is on the record. <laughs> like, I have a lot of... I've done a lot of shameful things <laughs> in my life, and I'm not afraid to talk about them. Oh, my. And one of them is trick-or-treating, being way too old. And the last time we went trick-or-treating, I think it was 
Yeah, it could have been the last time. The costume, the costumes weren't even like we hadn't even like put effort into costumes no, or anything of like that. Not. It was just um, they had this um, this volleyball that had been spray painted yellow and had been cut open with eye holes and a mouth hole and like a hole for a neck. Oh my god. That I wore on my head and on my body I wore like a white sort of like V-neck like Hanes t-shirt that I had written in Sharpie a senior ball head <laughs> on. Oh no. And that was the last costume. Oh god. Oh my. It's terrible. That's terrible. I'm ashamed to even <laughs> say this, but you know, the the rest of the world needs to know this is the this the the confession booth right here. Yeah. Talk yeah. about spooky. Well, I guess like we didn't really do that. It was more of like when we got to be older, like well, I don't know, teens to slightly older teens, of course, we'd like watch the craft together and like you know try to do a seance no you didn't or whatever you didn't do a seance i said try did you do a seance did you have a ouija board we had a ouija board holy bully yeah that's right oh my goodness Um, i shouldn't even be around you (laughs) (laughs) you're Um, basically a witch uh, yeah, so it was, I don't know, classic Halloween spooky stuff. Um, you know what Ouija boards do? Well, and I was a goth teen, and my mom, you know, encouraged this, so... Your mom encouraged this? Oh, of course. Okay, That's... Ouija boards open a portal to hell. Yeah. You're but, speaking to well. the demons or the devil when you do that. Okay. And then one time, a Ouija board was donated to the Neverville Thrift Shop. And then, so, uh, when it, when it did that, they obviously couldn't bring it in. It's the MCC, uh, the Mennonite Central Committee run thrift, thrift shop. So they had to take it into the, out to the back parking lot and light it on fire to burn it, to destroy it, to keep kids from, uh, contacting, uh, the denizens of hell. Right. Uh, and when they lit it on fire, it started screaming. For sure it did. That's what they told me. I bet. Yeah, I remember. Daryl's brother was telling me that. <laughs> that it's... That's true. He also had a deck of tarot cards, so... Oh, yeah. For sure. He no, knew I had about tarot all cards. The, all my the dar- dad, dark um, arts. My dad gave me You tarot had tarot cards. cards, too? Yeah. My dad gave me tarot cards. You um, are... You are everything I was about. I never learned how about. to use them, but... Yeah, Help. Stop it. Save me. Stop it. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know, yeah. Like I've gone off the path. Um, Brandon University would have... So um, you did tarot cards? Hold on, let's, not, let's talk well, about tarot cards more. Do, I don't know how to do them or anything. You have tarot cards right now. Well, There's some sitting right on the deck. my dad. He was big into tarot cards. Weird. You, there's tarot cards just sitting on the table right next to me. That's true. And they have been for years, and we've never once, like... They've been there since somebody mailed me my dad's, like, last romains or whatever. Well, no, after so you've the last never, romains, you've never done... You don't know how to do tarot? I've, like... No, not really. Um, I've you've just never done cards. it? I, like... They look cool, anyway. They do. Um, I just, like, That's never focused... That's take them out and look at them. Yeah, no, they look really cool. Um, like, one of them is, like... One of those is, like, the classic deck. Do you believe in tarot? 
Not overly. Astrology? No. No. Divination? Mm, not the most, but divining I'm not rule it out. Um, not even di- divining rod? I don't know. Probably not. Um, but you did seances, did Halloween. you? That's just looking for water. I know. That's why I thought, and you're from Saskatchewan. <laughs> so this type of folk magic, whatever. People can believe in divining rod. You're from Manitoba. I know, but Mennonite, we don't... You know what? I betcha somewhere Mm -hmm. Mennonites were doing divining rod. for sure. You can't stamp out the folk magic completely. No. Um, But But you did say... Did you contact anyone with the Ouija board or seance? Oh, no. We just always have, like, one older cousin who would, like, try to scare us or something. Oh, is that how that works? For sure. Yeah, yeah. You've always got one person who takes the takes the wheel and. Do you believe that you can conjure things? That I personally can conjure. Not you things? personally, but that it is possible to conjure things. To conjure. Well, you believe in ghosts. I do. We've established ghosts, that in I the previous episode. But I don't think episode. that I control the ghosts. No, not you personally. No, not me personally. But that a person could conjure open, a ghost. Could con- conceivably conjure a ghost. Mm. No, no, I don't think you get to choose when they show up. Um, really? I think there's maybe... I saw uh, some Twitter threads recently. I, I think there's maybe people who are more sensitive. I'm open to that idea. Um, again, having... My psychics? Parents, do you believe in psychics? Mm, not overly. Okay. Um, like, the thing about my parents is that, like, my mom had a very, like a religious upbringing and um, she likes to go around saying she's an atheist, but she believes in ghosts and all this stuff too. And my stepdad is Catholic. So there is a religious um, aspect, but Catholics really love, still love all the spooky stuff. Um, There's not never been too much of a problem there. Um, I think every once in a while, my stepdad would get a little bit of the willies if you talk too much about witchcraft. He'd kind of be like, mm. "Well, yeah, but, I mean, that's uh, the thing." He'd just like, kind of be like, "I'm gonna go visit somewhere, or like go be in the bedroom, or whatever." Um, for more like traditional type cultures, like um, you don't want to talk about that too much. Like the no, there is a th- there is an idea that you can like conjure the supernatural into being by speaking about it yeah i think i saw a twitter thread recently about uh like uh apartments or like houses in new orleans Mm, right and they're being like listed for sale with the sign that says like not haunted underneath really or someone was saying you can't guarantee that you can't guarantee that it's not haunted not in new orleans and uh, we've been to New Orleans, by yeah, the way. That's so haunted as, the whole as place heck. is haunted as heck. Uh, we didn't go on any ghost tours, and let's probably we listened to a ghost tour. No, yeah, we kind of we eavesdropped on a ghost tour, and we did go to a cemetery. Yes. Um. So no, but it just the whole place has haunted vibes. Yeah, uh, and it should haunted city. Hmm. Haunted city. Excuse me, but uh, I think someone was saying. They're at someone's place in New Orleans, and they're asking if it was haunted. And the and the uh, owner of the place is saying, uh, we don't talk about the ghosts in the house. Yeah. Like, we can talk about them outside the house. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about them well, here in the house. It's rude. 
No, it's because, um, well, I, I suppose it might be it might be rude. Rude to ghosts. But if even if they're to complimentary ghosts. to ghosts, if you're rude to ghosts, you have everything. No, <laughs> um, it's uh, speaking about them helps them manifest or will like the Candyman or bring on or some a manifestation. I guess that's what something like the Candyman was set in New Orleans, wasn't it? Or Savannah. That's one of those movies that I've only seen once because some nefarious older cousin while babysitting us, like, put it on. Um, so, and I feel like that's one of those movies where I've blocked out a lot of it because it scared me. <laughs> it's probably still scary. It probably Anything is. like Southern Gothic and Supernatural is probably still scary because yeah. it's probably still kind of real. Yeah. Um... So, I don't know, we would watch, like, and my family would watch some scary movies, uh, but mostly we would watch, like, the family Halloween movies. Um, nothing like... Ernest Scared Stupid? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Scared um, the crap out of us. It's a... It's horrific. It's a hor- <laughs> horrifying movie. <laughs> um, Didn't like it at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, we... We definitely didn't watch that. We'd carve know, our pumpkins like scary movies, and, really. and, you know, decorate a little bit or whatever it was. And... Oh, talking about like the conjuring thing, like a little bit more. <laughs> I have a distinct memory as a, as a child, I was playing dress up and I had some sort of a, I had a, like a little, uh, tool apron as a, yeah. like a little child sized tool apron. I could put like plastic tools in and wear around. Oh yeah. And like plastic yeah, be like a little kid carpenter or whatever. Yeah. But that wasn't that interesting. But what I could do is like flip it over and like the flap could be like a, like a Dracula, like oh, a vampire yeah. collar. Right. That rings around the oh. neck and stuff like that. And like a cape. Yeah. So I could do that. I could pretend to be a Dracula. And be like, oh, I want to suck your blood, mm-hmm. little siblings. Yeah. And uh, try to, like, terrorize them like that a little bit. I had some, like, younger brothers and sisters. Anyway, I was trying to do that once, and I had all the uh, lights off in my bedroom, and I think maybe I'd, like, I don't know if I lit a candle. I don't think I had access to matches (laughs) or anything. But, uh, like, all the lights off, and maybe, like, a couple of younger siblings in the bedroom, and I was, like, in the... We had a big mirror in there. Right. Mirrors are also spooky and supernatural right Mm -hmm. you can conjure things through mirrors so i remember i don't even know where i got it but i was like i now i'm conjuring the spirit of the dracula oh no i call upon all the powers of hell i know where that was that was from like sleeping beauty oh the queen yeah says Mm -hmm. she's calling on the the powers of hell and i couldn't finish watching that movie as a kid switched it off immediately <laughs> brought the vhs tape up to my mom being like i can't finish this this is too this is too much it's like you need to take this back <laughs> this haunted vhs back to scaredy cat yeah anyway i was doing that i was like uh that was just from the sleeping beauty movie i'm like i'm gonna conjure the power of hell now yeah. as a kid i conjure that and i my mom was like you do not do that you stop doing that I never want to hear you doing that again. <laughs> like, well, why? It's just like 
make believe. Our insurance does not cover hell portals. You can't do that in the house. It's true. You open a portal of hell in this house, that's going to leave a big mess. A lot of paperwork. Lots of... How am I going to explain this to your father when he gets home? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you have costumes that were, like, verboten? I feel like you did. Like, things you were not allowed... No devils. Right. No ghosts, no witches, nothing supernatural. Um, I was a Dracula one year for Halloween. No way I could be a Dracula. Oh, I was a Dracula. You are? You mean literally? Um, I was a Dracula. Yeah, I I did Dracula for one year. Um, Ooh, I was genderbender. Death from Sandman from the comics. I think that was in university, though. Death from uh, Monty Python, Meaning of Life? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I would still... Um, actually, Halloween in university was pretty good because... Oh, this is in university. You were death. Yes, I was. Um, university was pretty good because... The student union would have this, um, like, trick-or-treat were you, food drive. Uh, were you ever Winona Ryder from uh, Beetlejuice? No, I was never Lydia from Beetlejuice. Oh, you were never Lydia. No. It seems like you're, you said you were a goth kid. Yeah. And, like, that would be, like, a goth touchstone, probably. Uh, um, or, and you like... Had, you had, like, a food drive or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the university, the student union would do a food drive, so, like, you would uh, form a... Like, we had academic clubs, or you could form a group of students to be, like, a team, um, and you would actually go and trick-or-treat for food donations for the Student Union um, Food Bank, because they had a food bank there for students. Um, and so we'd go out as, like, te- as but, like, everyone in Brandon knew that we did this, um, and uh, it was pretty good, because we'd get a lot of food, but then people would be like, that's so nice of you, like, young people to be out collecting food instead of partying. And so they'd also give us candy. So we'd make sure that we brought, like, a bag with us to put candy in. Um, so, and then there was always, like, a prize for the group that collected um, the most food. Um, and then there'd always be, like, a social with a band after. So we really did... Do partying. It was just after the uh, food collection, but it was a lot of fun. You'd go out with a group of your friends and trick or treat for food donations, um, and then uh, and then come back and and have a little social at the university pub, um, dress up. So that was pretty good. That sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like you and I have never done any, like, heavy-duty dressing up um, in our ten years together. No, not really. We haven't really done a lot of Halloween stuff. Which is fine. Like, I don't really... I did, too. I did before go to Halloween parties and stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. once you got, like, a study partner locked down, you don't really need to do that shit anymore. <laughs> but, um, we are going to this Rocky Horror Picture Show sing-along, so... I don't want to, like, go hardcore and dress up as a character, but I was thinking we could just be the party goers, which just involves wearing some, like, suit jackets and, like, colorful sunglasses or something. Um, yeah, I'll be following your lead. I don't I don't know how to do any Rocky Horror stuff. It, this would be my f- first time. I've n- never even known anyone other than you who likes it. Um, that's right. So I'll go... I'll go and do the thing. Yeah. I'm looking I'm somewhat looking forward to it. Yeah, it was like seven bucks in the neighborhood. It's just like a couple blocks from our house and 
Um, so we'll like shut down the the candy giveaway by eight, and then walk down and yeah, should be it. good. Mm-hmm. Good grown up uh, grown up Halloween stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we do like watching scary movies around Halloween time. We have like a couple staples. Um, I think The Shining is probably one that we that we watch the most mm-hmm. every Halloween. Yep. We watched it already this year. Just spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Kubrick bro, a Kubrick guy. You can't argue with him. He is the master. Uh, <laughs> so I don't care if that's a lame, lame opinion. He's my favorite director. Yeah. And The Shining is an obvious masterpiece. Could be his best. Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm a Barry Lyndon guy myself, but The Shining, all of, like, Top notch. I remember watching The Shining as a teenager in like the uh, the grade twelve lounge <laughs> once in school during like school hours. Cool. Uh, I don't know. I I forget who picked it. It might have been it might have been me. But uh, some of the other people who uh, who weren't into the movie in the lounge were, did protest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, we watched the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, there were like there were other spooky movies that that we have watched, but mm-hmm. one that is like like the scariest movie to me ever um, that I would probably have a hard time watching to this day is The Exorcist, mm. mm-hmm. and I watched that as a teenager. The cat just jumped right into my plate of pizza. pizza. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, there's like cat. Hey, buddy, who's a pizza cat? Cat, cat prints in my pizza. Oh well, little Vlad. Speaking of like ghosts that haunt us, we have like a little, a little a black one cat. that haunts us. He's mostly black. But uh, I watched The Exorcist for the first time by myself. Oh no! Uh, it was playing as a late movie, like a midnight movie. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. On a weekend, a Halloween weekend. Oh no! And I was by myself in the house for some reason, or everyone had gone to sleep. One of the two things. And yeah. I was like, "I'm gonna watch." I like classic movies, and I'm gonna watch <laughs> The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Holy moly! I, I was terrified. I had to take numerous breaks to go like to my room and calm down <laughs> while I'm watching it <laughs> to like build the courage up to go back and watch the rest of it because it felt like I was personally in a battle with Satan that like I couldn't let Satan beat me by watching by not being able to watch his movie this is the, not the one that Satan I've has made experienced watching the exorcist yeah it's crazy and you're not even you're not even catholic i bet hank would have a harder time watching it well he thinks it's scary yeah yeah and i think for anyone with like any like christian religious like persuasion yeah it is scary i also had the book and i oh, found I the see. the book that it was based on mm-hmm. at the niverville mcc store oh. <laughs> the thrift store for some reason that one got through they didn't burn that one in the parking maybe lot thought it was a manual for how to do maybe no there was that yeah <laughs> they had those too i think the uh diy Honestly, I got a lot of like the my most my supernatural uh, 
education from books from the Neverville MCC thrift store. <laughs> I was, uh... There's an endorsement for you, but it scared it scared me so much, like it terrified me to the core. Yeah. I thought demons are real, and I, what I was watching was a documentary. Right. Right. I okay. Thought it was funny. Yeah, and I have to say, like, <laughs> my parents weren't super into like they didn't have a preoccupation with the demonic or supernatural or anything that was something that i cu- i cultivated on my own right yes basically and i still have a fascination with it to this day <laughs> but uh so that was that was one i th- of course after i watched it once i think i made all my friends watch it again <laughs> i like rented it from uh yeah from the video store multiple times eventually like the thrill wore off like yeah. but uh it was I think if I watched it now, it would still be quite effective. And the great soundtrack, by the way. The one Michael that Field, um, tubular scared bells. me that I won't, I won't watch it ever again, um, I see no need to, is The Ring. Uh, I saw that in the theater. That, that one ruined my life. I saw it twice. I saw that one with, like, two different friends. Um... When I, the second time I watched it, I don't think I, I didn't want to watch it, but I was at a friend's house and there was like a boy I wanted to impress, so I couldn't like check it out. Um, and so I watched it for a second time and just like the for after the first time I watched it, I slept with the lights on for a while. Like it was uh, not good times for a while after I watched that movie. Um, that's the one that's definitely scared me the most. Won't go back. See, The Ring was cheesy for me. Mm. If you haven't seen The Ring, uh, skip ahead. Yeah. But, like, a girl that, like, climbs out of a video, like, a videotape. Yeah. Or, like, a, haunt, a haunted why, VHS yeah. tape. Yeah. That's not scary. That's, like, <laughs> Stephen King levels of scary. I don't like, know. Like, that's not real. It scared the heck out of me. A ghost can't climb out okay. of a VHS. Well, my family had a There's very no such strong thing as a haunted cultural connection to videotapes. <laughs> and That's so true. I TV was very important and the TV is always on in my house. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe that's why I was more scared than you. Actually, that's probably a good point. There's like there's a lot of TVs in my house. <laughs> true. Um, Did you watch Blair Witch? Oh, of course, yeah, for sure. Um, I saw that in the theater when it came out too. I don't think I don't remember being super scared by it. The Ring, though, I remember uh, the theater had like a palpable air of uh, horror to it. Like people were like <gasps> group collectively, yeah, shocked. Yeah. We're like making scared. There's noises. more of like there's really like disturbing images in the Ring. That's what's scary about it. It's not even the concept. It's just the um, like the atmosphere. I think the folk horror is the most scary. Yeah. Folk supernatural mm-hmm. paranormal activity I think was was a scary one for me too. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit more recent. Not super more recent. Yeah. Um what else? Um one that we both enjoyed recently was The Witch. Yeah. Top notch great movie. I Awesome. Yeah. Want to watch it again this year? Mhm. Um we saw Lamb. <laughs> We watched Month? Lamb, mm-hmm. this, our first uh, theater experience post-pandemic. Mm, second. We were at Cinematheque before that. Oh. Uh, what movie Pig. was that? 
Pig. Oh, yeah, that was Pig. <laughs> we saw Pig. We saw the lamb. sequel to Pig, uh, Lamb. No. They're um, both A24 So it was uh, Icelandic folk horror. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, I wouldn't call it. Horror is probably It's not strong. horror. Yeah. It's more of a horror. It's more of a folk horror comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you'd. I think it was trying to be scarier than it actually was. It seemed a little Maybe bit I, schlocky, you, like, like a little Icelandic bit deliberately. And you like live on a sheep farm. I, I think know. I could make a better Icelandic sheep horror movie <laughs> than Lamb. I feel honestly. like that probably exists. Like it feels like with Lamb and Pig. Pig felt like they're just a movie that was trolling its audience. Lamb seemed like that, like. More so. <laughs> like, it was... <laughs> these movies have no respect for you. <laughs> I feel very all. differently, but this is John's impression. It's um, my impression. But, yeah, so we... I don't know. Um, <laughs> They're like, oh, you like artistic movies, don't you, you little piggies? Well, you'll love this. You'll lap it all up. You think that... That's not a place cats are supposed to go. Well, he's jumping on new things now. Yeah, he's exploring. Uh, because he saw new things to climb. You built him a nice little... Uh... That's fine. That's fine. Um, but whatever. Yeah, you you liked it. Yeah, I think um, I do enjoy the folk horror um, movies, mostly because like part of what I like about Halloween is just thinking about the historical context and evolution of Halloween and similar festivals like the Day yeah, of the Dead. Yeah, that's why The Witch was great. The Day of the Dead or other um, other oh. events in, in cultures that serve a purpose of like allowing time for grieving or uh, confronting death in some way um, and sort of just where they like line up in the calendars and I, I think I find that part very fascinating um, I took a class on like death and dying in the afterlife um, and so we talked a lot about like holidays and rituals that were associated with with death and, and rebirth and things like that and Halloween is is one of those so um, yeah it's just very I think that's what I, I enjoy about Halloween is thinking about it in sort of the grand scope of sort of human culture and um, the the function that it serves. I just think it's very interesting to think about um, about that. Yeah, Halloween is definitely the thing that comes after. If you think of Thanksgiving, like uh, harvest. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you for the harvest. Thank you, gods or God, mm-hmm. for this harvest that we have now. We now after that like we got to try to make it through winter yeah and uh we know like not all of us are gonna make it yeah uh, not all, all of us made it last year not all of us made it the year before yeah uh like there is death coming like winter is harsh it will kill some of us yeah oh no um i don't know about that cat situation well we'll see what happens <laughs> um unless it's like seeing the tv fall forward yeah, maybe someone should go get him. Should I do that? I think it might be easier for you. <laughs> yeah, so after... Th- 
after the harvest season and you're thinking about winter, you got to have a ritual for for death. You got to have a death ritual. Um, and it's got to happen before winter because some people are going to die <laughs> between now and Christmas or whenever your uh, your winter your solstice uh, ritual is going to be. So, like Halloween is like is really important culturally, mm-hmm. religiously important. And uh, so, like, yeah, the best Halloween movies, the best scary movies, like, all have to all have to do with the grieving process in some way. Yeah. Um, there's a really. He's just gonna try doing this. He's on a path of destruction. What was I talking about? Because we're talking. There's a a movie from the 70s starring... um, Are you thinking of Don't Look Now? No, not Don't Don't Look Now. Yeah, a couple couple 70s movies dealing with grief. There's there's one that I remember. It was a Canadian production called The Haunting of Julia with Mia Farrow that I remember seeing on late night TV as a teenager. Uh, Like haunting Moog soundtrack, like a bereaved uh, mother has... Um, moves into a, pl- a new a new place she believes is haunted by the spirit of another child ah. that had died right. in the neighborhood or something like that. I want to rewatch that one this year. Uh, it also has Kira Dulia from 2001 in it. And uh, that one has a lot of similarities to the uh, Donald Sutherland, Julie Christie one. Don't look now. That's that's called Don't Look Now. I think so. I'm gonna. Yeah, Don't Look Now. It's it's somewhat similar. Um, I don't know. I'd want to watch The Haunting of Julia. The, it has a different name in other countries. Is it, is it called like The Calling or something like I can't that? Remember what it was called? Well, whatever. In Canada here, it's called The Haunting of Julia, and I think maybe you can find a full version in on uh, YouTube or something. So that's what I'm looking forward to to watching. Don't know if it's good or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of have our. Uh, watch oh, Hereditary is one that I thought. I don't know. If I, I haven't I, seen it I either. You might. I might watch it. Yeah. But then, but uh, that I've heard that one also has to do with the grieving yeah. theme as well. I don't know if that's one that I might I would be able to watch. Maybe not. I don't know. But grief is a hard, hard thing to process. Yeah. And having rituals, having things, having uh, guides to guide us through grief. Uh, is extremely important and for our psychology or for being um, well-adjusted mature human beings. So uh, case for uh, scariness right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Anything else uh, we want to talk about? Uh, I don't think I have anything else. Scary-wise, Halloween-wise? Not really. I think that's pretty much it. We'll just, uh... I will attempt to put together my uh, low-effort plant costume tomorrow so that I'm ready for Friday, for school Halloween. Uh, carve the pumpkin on Saturday. Roast some pumpkin seeds. And then... Uh, Put up some lights and put out the pumpkin on Sunday for trick-or-treaters. And then compost the pumpkin. Sweet. That's a lot of pumpkin to compost. And we will sacrifice the pumpkin man <laughs> to the um, compost pile. Oh, the wicker man. That's another great one, too. Mm -hmm. About, like... That's a good one. About rituals. Yeah. <laughs> the, the importance of rituals. The importance of ritual mm -hmm. in communal life. Yes. Uh, that's keeping, more of an Easter movie, keeping really. A, yeah, keeping a That's more of an Easter... We'll revisit that for our Easter episode <laughs> rather than the Halloween one. That's more of like a... That's a springtime movie. Yeah. We didn't watch too much. Criterion has like universal horror movies on it. Um, but uh, might watch more of those this weekend. Um, we did watch The Mummy. Uh, the original The Mummy. Which is what actually what the like Brendan Fraser The Mummy is based on. The plot. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I might like to watch like, uh, like the black cat or the wolf, or the creature from the black lagoon. I think I could go for a creature from the black lagoon. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, Rewatch maybe this weekend. Yeah. Monsters are cool. Even if they're in black and white, we'll keep watching, uh, what we do in the shadows. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Watch that. Watch the movie anyway. Uh, Taika Waititi is getting a bad rap these days for being uh, really cheesy, but uh, he always was. And uh, there's nothing really, excuse me, excuse like you. wrong with that. <laughs> oh, no. Excuse me again. I get that people don't like Marvel movies. I don't like, I don't like them either, really. Uh, but Taika Waititi, uh, it's fun. What we do in the shadows guy. is a bit different too. Like it's that's, different. It's the you know there's. It's uh, New Zealand. It's Flight of the Concords. Yeah, but the, it's the one, uh, the, with Dracula's. The series is is the series different too. Yeah, the series is different from the movie. But Watch both. They do have Night of the Living Dead on um, Criterion. Ah, neat. Uh, because they have a home invasion themed list. I'm not really. I'm not really like a big zombie movie kind of guy, although I do appreciate like zombies as a monster and how they've been used in various movies. Night I, of the Living I, Dead. We watched Night of the Living we Dead. We did. Right? I actually really liked it. And I think I, that one is really good. Um, I will Annie say Dillard's that. Andy Dillard's dad is in Night of the Living Dead. I didn't know that. Um, he helped produce it. Oh, no way. Because it's like a really low-budget Philadelphia movie. Does she talk about that in yes, her book? Yes, she does. <laughs> she mentions it in... That's a Philadelphia movie? In, um... Well, she's from Pittsburgh. In her, um, An American Childhood. Pittsburgh, sorry, not Pittsburgh. Not Pittsburgh. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Um, so yeah, it was shot outside of Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, he was like a, a fan of just movies, and, um, I think he is the, like, reporter or the scientist on the news or something like that. Um, he has like a really small part. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she talks about that in, um, in her book. Um, and, uh, what else do they, 
What was I gonna say? Night of the Living Dead. Um. Well, was Night of the Living Dead was that like an explicitly? Oh, I was gonna say I also like Twenty Eight Days Later in terms of zombie movies. Right. I'm not like a huge zombie fan, but I did enjoy. Yeah, I did enjoy Twenty Eight Days Later. Um. I'm real like I'm real hit or miss with scary movies. Like if I like it, I like it a lot. Um, but some things like if it's anything to do with like body horror too much, I yeah, can't, I don't really I like do, that. I can't. Yeah, do I can't much. do that. The I grotesque don't... and the the cutting aparts and the the torture stuff. No, no yeah. torture porn. No body horror. I don't like the fly. Yeah. No, the saw. Yeah, I haven't even seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Maybe apparently that one's more palatable than. It's reputation. Uh, I think that one's supposed to be pretty good. But. I, suppose, I would I would watch that. Yeah. I'm not even, like, I'm not a slasher movie I'm person either. Although I think, I, like, I've never seen Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street in any of those franchises. I haven't seen any of them. Mm. Uh, I think I would watch them now for, like, 80s n- nostalgia. I've seen them, but, like, I saw them really deep in my childhood so i don't have any like i don't expect that they're any good in any super way strong memories of them either just like one we've rewatched. um actually what i would like to rewatch is um uh the lost boys the lost boys like keeper sutherland vampire yeah i haven't seen that one yeah i don't know if that's any good or not i think it's more just like it's fun I it's like fun movie. yeah but yeah so uh Halloween. We're entering November already. Somehow, time's flying by, real fast. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't know. Are um, you trying to wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's wrap it up then. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to our October episode, and we will uh, see you again in November for the next Life is Sweet episode. Um, before that, there will probably be a couple more installments of my uh, reading Clearing the Plains. I'm working on uh, my episode for Chapter 1. Did the, a little bit of that today. Get around to posting that soon uh, as well. So if you're listening to that, thanks. Um and we'll see you there or the next time when we do one of these usual ones all right uh catch you later see you in november bye-bye outer space and this is how the message ran
Silver a barrel went tarantula took to the hills And I really got hot when I saw Jeanette Scott fight a trivet that spits poison and kills Dana Andrews said prunes gave him the rooms and passing them used lots of skills But when worlds collide said George Powell to his bride I'm gonna give you some terrible thrills like Picture show. 